very casual look at what it means to be social in audio. It's interesting because when you think of these kind of audio experiences and you think of being able to talk to people through audio messages, you know, you might send audio files or you might kind of work on something together and you can do it like all on your phone now. It's really cool actually and it's not it's almost preferred in some ways um, for different types of people or for people who really just want to base their social on conversation there's all types of different things that you can do um, and you can capture sounds and do all kinds of different things I thought it was the right time actually this week to talk about this, especially those of you who like to understand the history of these things. So we're going to get into this. I, I considered doing this on another podcast I had started, but it's kind of irrelevant now. Um, the platform is completely different. I see advantages to it, but I think bringing it here would actually be more appropriate because I thought about you, the listener. I know most of my listeners personally here, which is very, very kind of nice, to be honest with you. And I really think that understanding the history when learning about what it means to make conversations as an actual part of your social is, um, I think understanding the history can help you decide, can help you think about why you'd want to be a part of an audio conversation, or even if you'd want to be a part of an audio conversation as part of your social, if that is a need for you. So we're going to get into this. I'm really excited about this, about sharing with you my life experience in this and the history that I know this started, the audio experience of socializing started quite a long time ago, actually. So you'll get to learn about that with me here. Looking forward to sharing. Let's get into this. So audio actually started in a time without the internet, which is kind of very weird. But when the telephone was invented, you know, somewhere back in the 80s the actual time that it took to talk to someone was very very like non-existent you would pick up the phone and you would call and they would have these numbers and it wasn't just adult chat lines but they would have very different um they would have bulletin boards and stuff and it, i think it mostly did start out as adult chat lines but this was back in the 80s where you would have people that would, you know, they wouldn't talk about going on these chat lines. It was very taboo. It was seen as creepy 
perverted. Why would you want to talk to people you don't know? But people still did. People still wanted to have conversations and connections with other people. And what I find interesting about this is that it was pre-internet and you didn't have to learn a machine. So I was on, um, there was one that came out quite a bit later actually in, it was out, I don't remember what year exactly, but I was on it for about four years and um, I'm actually still friends with a person who kind of had a lot to do with the administration and kind of um, was a founder of the system. And so this was a phone number that you would call my telespace. And they still, it is still kind of active. Um, and they would call and there would be a lot that you could do with this. There would be bulletin boards and, and different different topics of interest that people could go dial into and you'd press one for this topic, two for this topic, etc. And different menus and different structures. And so what would happen was that you would have things like instant messaging. You would just, it was a number system. And you would have voicemail greetings with long voicemails. And you would be able to make shows out of these voicemails. And so what was cool about that is you can have these shows and you can even, when the internet was more relevant to people, you would be able to take the mp3s of any recordings that you had and import them into your voicemail greetings and you could have these integrations with things like your conferences so there would be outside conference bridges um, and there would be public conference bridges inside and there would be what impressed me and very much kind of seemed disturbing at first but what impressed me was that they had what they called a bashing board now this bashing board was for those that kind of wanted to bash each other and they considered it like a sport and I wasn't really quite experienced to understand that but it was kind of like if you had hip-hop and you had freestyle and you would you know consider freestyling a sport or beefing a sport or in a comedian uh, show where you would consider roasting someone a sport and so they had this bashing board for people to vent and bash um, and then they would try to say keep drama out of there or keep drama in the bashing board if you want to do drama now what's interesting about this is that what I like about it is that, you know, I was learning the internet at the time and I knew that the internet would eventually be relevant in my life, but I didn't want the friction of having, of being able to talk to people, not only in my own blind community, but in, you know, there were some sighted people that kind of had an understanding or wanted that understanding or who just, we were all human and it was all cool. And so it was kind of like, you know, you could pick up the phone and just talk. You didn't have to learn, like, I didn't have to learn the computer to be connected to people. Um, you know, and again, there were all kinds of different topics on these. There was other bulletin boards with different topics. And, you know, so it was really cool how this happened. Um, 
and how we were able to kind of be connected in this way. Some people found the internet to be more relevant than others at that time. It just really depended on what you wanted. And what was really cool about this is how you would have the internet kind of integrating with the system and people could put their photos. They were starting to put pictures up on the website, uh, mytelespace.net, which again, still exists. You can get a phone number. But um, because apps are so easy to use, it's not quite as active or preferred nowadays. And so when I think about things like, you know, because you'd have all these choices, and I, I think about Clubhouse, and they're taking the conversation way serious. They're taking it as a social need. There, I, I hear talk of advertising. It's It's very exciting because... This is a need that I think has not been taken quite so seriously and has, um, and it's, it's been out there though. There have been different apps that are out there that can, ha you can have audio conversations and streamings and things like that. But what's cool about Clubhouse is you can decide if you want your room to be private only with people you know, or if you don't mind talking to thousands of people. Or somewhere in between. So I'm taking my time learning Clubhouse. Now, there's also another app that has been out for a couple of years now that has done kind of a good job of, of being the place for people to go um, in a small community called Dabble. Um, D-A-B-E-L, which means chat in Japanese. And so the founders had realized um, one of them is from, lives in Japan actually, and talks about kind of the isolation that he experiences being in Japan and how I think he realized that we all, once he had been on the app a while and he had developed this app, he realized we all kind of have this and we all want this need to to chat and kind of be connected. And so what this app allows you to do is you just go. You don't have a whole lot of choices on different features or things, but you go on this app and you are able to talk with others and you are able to go into the comments. And if you want, you can have a stream, just a solo stream where you're dialoguing, talking, um, or monologuing rather. Um, you're talking and kind of having like a show type stream or you're adding music or whatever people are hanging out in the comments. Or you can have a stream where anybody can come in or you can have a stream where you can choose who comes in. But they're still public and they can be accessed through past recordings unless you delete them or close the app without um, sort of saving the stream. You kind of close the app without closing the stream itself and having it automatically save. Clubhouse will be coming out with a recording feature and I'm just very, very excited. I think features have a lot of influence on how people behave and so if for example because in audio and kind of conversations you do develop kind of friendships relationships and of course what is the one word what is the one thing that happens um, is drama and with different communities what's interesting is I notice that there is an influence and I think with different controls and features there will be drama everywhere. However, with Clubhouse, you won't have to see it. Um, you won't even have to be involved in it. You can just kind of choose the topics. So I'm taking my time to explore this, um, this app. I'm taking my time to 
participate really because I'm learning about the features. I'm learning about the onboard process. Um, it's very important to me that the onboard process can go smoothly for everybody involved that want to go on there. And that's going to factor my decision-making process. But um, there's also been talk of integrations um, with other apps. And I've actually seen, I know they, they're they integrating with Slack and things. And so um, that's going to be really cool. And that maybe apps will compete like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and I will put the podcast, because um, I was listening to that, um, talking about if apps um, had this feature where it was a conversation feature. You know, because you have stories. You have... Um, photos you know you have videos you have posts with writing you know but this could be one more th one more um feature that you have so with all that being said i'm really excited to see the state of conversation in audio and um i have been kind of on um kind of interested in clubhouse for the past i want to say three months no like two months or so um i can't say exactly but been on the waiting list for maybe three and then kind of got on i think right now they're doing that to see um who really wants to use it and things i'm hoping though that you know people can get public access to this or again if it really just becomes an integration we will see what happens. Um, we will s definitely see what happens. Anyway, enjoy the podcast down below that kind of talks more about this. Uh, more about kind of Clubhouse specifically because that's what inspired this is kind of the mainstreaming of all this. Audio used to be such a taboo thing. And I just love watching it evolve. I love watching... Um, how people adapt to it and what people do. And what I've noticed about the internet that's interesting to me is it seems to go um, into what people have either always done pre-internet or as far as behaviors, or it goes into what, um, what people used to do more of not that they don't anymore, but just what people used to do more of. And it turns it virtual. So it's very, very interesting. So just wanted to make this a short episode today. Um, it is Saturday and I do want to be there when you expect me to on, as I say, a Saturday. So thanks so much for stopping by. I really do appreciate it. I'm really excited. I hope that um, you'll want to learn about this audio experience with both apps and that you can uh, kind of use I feel like there's purposes for both if you really just kind of want a very casual conversation you go to dabble and you kind of you know you can you know it's kind of meant for like it's a very public community you go and you have your your drink or your your coffee in the morning or whatever and you just kind of go and talk and you know there are some there is some craziness on there, but again, I think that has a lot to do with um, features. And I admire the founders at Dabble for coming, um, for really considering this as an option uh, long term.
but I do hope that the competition can bring more features and you know again it it's good to have kind of both around um I think Clubhouse is going to be really good to get people together that you know and integrate it with um with others and then maybe be able to also get yourself out there as an option so again podcast will be in the show notes below where some of these ideas kind of came from it wasn't just all me um but it did get me thinking and it not only did it get me thinking i had been kind of observing the state of audio anyway um and it really got me um kind of made me remember the history and it's just very interesting to me so if you have any thoughts you're more than welcome to leave a voice message below um or you can write a comment i will leave the uh, podcast website down in the show notes below as well and um hope that this gets you thinking about audio thanks for stopping by tuning in And I look forward to what we get to learn next.